Welcome back, Phil's fans, fans of the game, fans of blizzards. We're back. We're alive. We're well. We have heat. Well, we have heat. We have electric. Guys downstairs working on the hot water tank. One step away, baby. We're about to cross that goal line of surviving the storm of 22. All jokes aside, I'm not going to lie. It was one of the scariest experiences I've ever gone through. Um, anyone out there who unfortunately may have lost someone or was just affected by the storm like I was. Uh, keep your head up. Keep your chin up. Be proud of yourself for making it through because it was pretty fucked up. Uh, give me a shout out if you want to talk at all. Uh, I'll be around. But good news is we're here. More good news. Baby Ray, sweet baby Ray, my fiance, got me a new jersey. The most underrated back on planet Earth, baby. So we got the cat finally locked in the bedroom. Ignored Leatherface sawing up bodies downstairs. Let's get right the fuck into it, baby. It's been a while. Let's go. I was able to watch the Bills-Bears game in the midst of not having power, getting power back while a tree was laying on my power lines. The Lord enabled me to watch the Bills and the Bears, and for that I'm grateful. Wasn't the prettiest game. Wasn't the sexiest game. But as we'll talk more, tough teams win ugly. And we've got a tough team right here that we're going to be playing against. This Monday night, unfortunately, wait around all day, get the Monday off, and then have to go back to work on Tuesday. But hey, we're grateful to be alive this week, to be honest with you. So, grading Josh and Ken, I thought, you know, Josh was getting some shit. The main man, Minute, friend of the Blue Mafia pod, was getting a little down on Josh for some of the antics in the first half, but... It was a very cold game. It was a very shit game. And all the while, they come out on top, you know, score 35 points, multi-score victory, get out of there safely. No one, I believe no one was crucially injured. But on uh, Josh' mind, I got a, an A. Uh, I thought that his mind was right for this type of game, for this type of opponent, and for this type of environment. And I thought that he would did all the things that he needed to do to get the Bills the victory that they needed and get it safely. Mechanics, I've got a B because I didn't think it was perfect. Uh, there was some scrappy you know, play here and there. But for the most part, I thought he kept it pretty tight and he didn't turn the ball over, I don't believe. Uh, so that's good. And then uh, Moxie, I've got him at an A because once again, this is an ugly game. This is an tough opponent in a tough environment with bad field conditions and I thought that he had the right moxie all day long despite some you know weird stuff in the first half it's a freaking tundra guys try to tell everybody out there this game's not easy quarterbacking's not easy and especially not at this level Ken I've got A's for creativity and an A for effectiveness because when I see guys like Devin and also James Cook both almost surpassing 100 yards in the game, 
That's the toughness. That's the run game. That's the man ball that we like to see here at Blue Mafia. So all good things there, despite somewhat of an ugly, ugly victory. So moving on, number two, Dev and Jimbo. I like where we're headed. I like where we're headed. I like that I got the new jersey. Didn't have one of these blue ones from the new era. Kind of interesting. I never really noticed. You can kind of tell on the white ones, but on the out, outer line of the red, they've got a little bit of black. Really makes the colors pop. Thanks, Ray. Love you. But Dev and Jimbo, according to uh, Josh Allen on Kyle Brandt's podcast, they call James Cook Jimbo, and they also call him Himbo if he makes a good play. But got to like where these two are and where they're headed. Uh, as Buffalo Bills, obviously Zach Moss was moved on from, but I'd like to see a little more Naheem Hines still because maybe they're just saving him for the playoffs, but every time the guy touches the ball, it's explosive. But you gotta like to you gotta like where we're headed with these two running backs, and Devin Singletary has now become somewhat of a little bit of a veteran leader for this team and a little bit of a veteran stalwart when it comes to trying times and when the going gets tough. He seems to be a nice positive verbal leader and that was demonstrated a few weeks ago in his mic'd up episode where I just really liked the way that he he and Jimbo James Cook were communicating there was no selfishness there was all there was no pride there was no ego it was all like family and I think they both may have ties to Florida uh, but they seem to get along well they seem to share the rock and they seem to bring the best out of each other and that's ultimately all you can ask for from your backfield Number three, tough teams win ugly. This weekend is going to be tough. Joe Burrow is tough. He can take a hit. He can keep coming for four quarters, five quarters. They've got two extremely tough receivers. They've got two extremely tough running backs. I'm not sure if Joe Mixon is back. I would assume that he would be back by now, especially with this big game with big implications. But this team is tough in Cincinnati as we saw they got hot last year they got hot this year and they're on a war path to make it back to where they made it last year which is where the Bills did not Um, so this weekend I expect a little more of the same because tough teams win ugly and yes when we play the Chiefs and there's the 13 second game and 50 to 60 and Balls flying around. Some people may be expecting that this weekend or this Monday night. Monday night from Joe Burr and Josh. But I think it's going to be another war of attrition. And I think that the tougher team is going to come out on top. Number four here. I'll be honest. I was very grateful to be able to watch the Bills during the worst of that storm. I lost power for a little bit. On uh, Friday night, regained power Friday night after about five hours. Saturday, I had power, but obviously all day it was wild here in the Elmwood Village. But I was able to watch the game, and for that I was grateful. And then the power went out again on Monday until Wednesday. We made it. 
But just a quick shout out to my sister-in-law Carly for purchasing me a Josh Allen prayer candle for Christmas last year, which came in handy to keep some light in the apartment. So I'm grateful for Josh Allen, and I'm grateful for family gifts. Also, a couple other gifts used. Uh, a robe that was bought by my father for Christmas was nice and warm, like Clark Griswold up in the attic. Um, a gift from Jael, my former graphic designer at Bean Media. A Buffalo Bill's breathing mask, but that doubled as a nice windbreak. Um, a couple other things, a red KeyBank windbreaker that was provided from uh, an employee benefit for Sweet Baby Ray. That turned out to be an outstanding windbreak. There were several, several gifts. Oh, three emergency lanterns, battery-powered Christmas gift. There were several gifts that were given that at the time didn't seem to be anything special but when you're in the middle of another planetary storm those gifts just kept on giving so hopefully you got some good gifts for christmas hopefully you gave some good gifts for christmas i'm gonna be heading down to belfast to see some of my extended family excited about that we'll be getting down there later so we're running out of battery so we're probably gonna do the top five implications tomorrow um, it's been a weird week. What can I say? We're here though. So number five, my key to the victory here. I think this game versus Cincinnati is 100% on the defensive backfield of the Buffalo Bills. Trey White, Kyir Elam, Demar Hamlin, Jordan Poyer. In my opinion, this game is on them. Obviously, Jamar Chase is an incredible receiver. T. Higgins, incredible, big body receiver, two good running backs. But I've always said that Jordan Poyer is one of the biggest keys to this run game defense. But really hoping to see this defensive backfield come together this week versus Cincinnati and demonstrate that this team is ready for a Super Bowl run. It starts on Monday night in Cincinnati. Let's bring it home, baby. So let's switch it over. Let's see how much battery we got. We'll try and get you the top five implications on the other side here. Let's do it. Race against time. It's been final destination for a week. What the hell? Let's live on the edge. We'll see you on the other side. We're going to get into this. Nice and quick. It's the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. Number one, unfortunate to see Tua with another injury to the brain. Um, I was really a huge fan of Mike McDaniel, but I'll be honest, I'm a little satisfied to see him taking four consecutive losses after wearing the I wish it was colder shirt. But you hate to see what happened to Tua. But can Teddy Bridgewater step up to the plate? Come on, Teddy. The guy always acts like he doesn't want to be there. But can he step up to the plate and defeat Mac Jones and the Patriots, who are somehow in the playoff hunt? AFC East, 8-7, and 7-8. Seven, seven and eight. One of these teams is probably going to make the playoffs, and 
now that Tua is out, you got to root for Teddy to step up to the plate, but I don't know. I don't know who I want to win this game. I definitely don't want Mac Jones, though. That's for sure. Number two, Packers, Vikings, A-Raj, Kirk. This should be special. This should be special. Last week, A-Rod needed everything to happen in order to keep them alive. They're alive. I'm so excited to see this game because it does put the onus on the Vikings to be able to send A-Rod home. What more do you want if you're a Vikings player, fan, coach, than to send A-Rod home? That should be good. And then... uh. Whoever is going to play quarterback for the Jets, Mike White, I assume, is back from injury. And he is taking on Geno Smith and the Seahawks, who have gotten a little bit brought back down to earth after a really hot start. But this has got to be the one that Geno had on his calendar all year long. His old team, the Jets, who wrote him off and didn't write back. I'm rooting for Geno, obviously, in this one. But... I'll be honest, the Jets are going to be a problem in the future. Not this year, but once they get someone under center, unless it's Derek Carr, which won't be good for them. That I don't see that working out too well. Uh, but Geno versus the Jets, that one's going to be good. And then we had to put it on here. Tom Brady versus Sam Darnold for the NFC South division. Never thought I'd see the day where I'd be rooting for Sam Darnold. Um, But after a weird year and after firing a coach that they're going to be paying for several more years, who's now going to be, I believe, at Nebraska. The Carolina Panthers have a shot. And all they got to do is beat the Bucs. Easier said than done. Bucs obviously always have a tough defense. But this Bucs offense under Tom Brady is gross it's gross and I said a couple weeks ago who could be surprised by the Bucks being a lackluster team with Todd Bowles as the coach uh, seems like a really really great guy probably knows his stuff obviously knows his stuff but as far as someone who can get a team to respond and get a team motivated inspired to go on a run I don't know if I want Todd Bowles doing that for my squad Brady, creepy pictures with his little son on his lap, sitting on the beach. I'm sick of Tom Brady. Get out of here, dude. I'm 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 over it. I was like kind of rooting for him while he was on the Bucks for a little while, but this whole AB Giselle kids. He was quitting for the kids. Now he's loves his kids. And then he, it, just get out of here, man. Not looking forward to seeing him as a uh, analyst, but. He might be pretty good in the booth. He might be good calling a game. I don't mind that because we don't have to, you know, hear about him. As long as he's talking about other people, I don't mind. And then, number five, rare, rare. We don't ever usually put the Bills in the top five QB matchups with huge implications. But when you're looking at that AFC number one seed, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen need to defeat Joe Burrow this weekend everyone last year fans 
coaches, players, everyone thought, oh, it should have been us. It should have been us. We would have had it, the Bengals at home, AFC Championship. We weren't, like I said in the beginning of this Blue Mafia season, we didn't make it. We haven't won anything but division titles. It starts Monday with a big win over the former AFC champion. Let's get after it. Have some fun. Hopefully everybody's out there. Hopefully everybody out there is safe, warm, alive. Once again, all jokes aside, I'll never be the same after this storm. And I know a lot of people are never going to be the same after this storm. But you're tougher. You've been through more. You can overcome more than you did before the storm. So don't forget that. Don't forget to drop your uh, eyeballs on my bucket prediction tomorrow morning. Monday. Monday afternoon. Another late game. Enjoy your day off Monday. Love you guys. Appreciate you for listening. Really happy to be here and be alive to shoot another pod. And uh, go Bills.